Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're joined by Dr. Jennifer Stewart, who sold her practice to give us the OD perspective on the OI show. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We're joined by Dr. Jennifer Stewart. We're so stoked to have you on the podcast. What an honor. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me. I know we put this in the calendar a few times and had to reschedule because of life. So I'm really excited we finally got on here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. You've got this uh, little side gig, which is now a major gig, and you've been in practice. So tell us everything we need to know about you. So I am... I just recently sold my practice. So I was at my practice, Norwalk Eye Care, for 14 years. Um, And last week was my last week of patient care. So I have been, over the last few years, super excited to grow into consulting roles and speaking roles and writing and, and working with sales teams at other companies. So I've launched my own consulting company called OD Perspectives. And I've kind of put everything under that umbrella and really been, you know, COVID has been good to me in that sense that, you know, the, the virtual speaking has been busy and doing lots of things and meeting lots of people virtually. So I decided to take the leap and I really love doing all of that and decided, you know, to take the leap and say, let's see, you know, where I can grow from there and what opportunities I can, can have. And it's been super fun. I love it. This is my first podcast of the week. I have three webinars and, you know, and two writing, um, things to do. So it's busy, but it's fun. And it's a little different than seeing patients every day. Yeah. So let's dig into that practice that you had because any consultant who hasn't been practicing kind of, I, I don't, I, unless you're, you know, talking about something non-practice related, which most of us have to. So 14 years, did you uh, start at, at that, that practice 14 years ago? Did you own it? Were you a long-term associate? What, what would that look like? So I graduated from NECO in 2007 and I worked in a few practices um, for a year and then I moved to Connecticut. I'm from New York originally. I moved to Connecticut in 2008 to join my practice, Norwalk Eye Care. I was an associate first for about a year and a half, probably about a year and a half. And in 2010, I became a partner there. So I worked as an associate, learned the ropes, kind of learned about the practice kind of both of us were figuring out my, my former partner and I, was it the right opportunity for each of us? You know, I was a pretty new grad. I had been out a year when I joined and the goal was that I would buy eventually buy in as a partner, but you know, we took our time to make sure it was the right fit for both of us. And I, you know, I was there just shy of 14 years. I, it would have been 14 years this August. And we went from you know, a very small team, you know, 1100 square foot office to a a large team for doctor practice, 3,300 square feet um, over the time that I was there. And I had a really great team and I feel very confident that my patients will be well taken care of by, by my associates and my partner. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was, you know, I didn't intend that eventually that's where I'd end up, but I felt, you know, kind of right now I have a young family, I have two young boys. So for me, it was the right time to step away from patient care. I've learned a lot. I feel like I have a lot to share and a lot to give. 
and now have the flexibility of, of doing that, but being able to, you know, be home, like one son is home right now. I have to pick up the other one shortly. I was in Wisconsin this week speaking to doctors for Cooper vision. So I get to do some really fun things and not have it affect patient care and patient flow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how old are you? I am 41. So, okay. so th- that's, that's, that's the question all men are supposed to ask all women, right? So yes. by the way, I asked her ahead yes, of time if I could ask that question. Um, and, uh, still don't believe you that you're 41. Um, you look a lot younger than I do. And, uh, yeah. I'm so, so 41 years old, have practiced optometry, become an optometry consultant, sold your practice. Most people sell their practice at 41 years of age, Dr. Stewart. That's a a pretty crazy, bold move. Tell us some of the things that led up to that family being one of them, but like, like you don't, you don't just wake up one day and be like, okay, I don't have anything else to do. I'm going to do this. There had to have been something else escalating at the same time that you were thinking of decreasing? So I've also been really involved in the sports vision industry, you know, for the last decade. So I started Performance 2020 about seven years ago, which is my standalone sports vision practice. So I was doing that at the same time. I was running my practice and seeing patients. And that's also really grown from just a in-person sports vision training program to consulting with optometrists who are interested in sports vision. And I'm so passionate about the field of sports vision. I love getting in front of people and speaking about it. And again, I, you know, I started a sports vision practice to help athletes, but I found really my calling there was helping other doctors say, this is something I want to do. I'm interested, but help. I don't know how to do it. So that, you know, my sports vision role has kind of taken on more of a consulting and speaking and promotional role for the field. So all of these things have been happening in the background for over a decade. I've been speaking for over a decade for kind of, you know, many different uh, companies. I've been writing for optometric management, contact lens spectrum, um, you name it, optometry times. I've been in, you know, kind of been writing a lot. So it's not like I woke up one day and yes, was like, I'm just going to sell my practice and hope that somebody hires me to do this. But over the years, I've cultivated these great relationships, networking, um, really learning how to get myself out there and, and finding what I like to do. And COVID the last two years, you know, there's been a lot of downsides of COVID, but virtual speaking has been great for me because I can be home and I don't have to leave my family. So it's this kind of, long, slow process of figuring out what I really like in optometry and what I'm passionate about. And I think what, what I can give back to the optometric community and, and, and really the last year I've, I've sat down and said, what, what makes me happy and and where do I see myself? And I really want to be with my kids and be able Mm -hmm. to pick them up from school and take them to sports, but also still be a doctor and still be involved in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it's probably a good idea when you are a division one athlete and you hold (laughs) two college records that you're the type of person who, you know, does sports vision and and gets involved in that. 
I don't, I don't hold any college records <laughs> that I'm, that I'm aware of. And if they were, they wouldn't be something to, to brag about, but that's pretty impressive. What, what do you have this, uh, these records in for, uh, and it, 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 she didn't know I was going to ask her this. No, this I, so <laughs> I found Sean, it on the internet. I know it's. Uh, I, this is usually my question when I when I do something. I, I'm I've been part of this uh, event in our town as a celebrity waiter for this um, great organization called Malta House, where we put on kind of a dinner every year, and we have to come up with a question to ask the 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 attendees, and they have to guess which waiter it goes with. So oh. my two school records are actually in um, indoor shot put and outdoor triple jump. So those are usually not ones that people would pair with me. So, yeah, so I was a, a division one track athlete. I was a, a short distance runner, but mostly field events. So triple jump, long jump, shot put. I was a pentathlete in high school. So those records oh. still stand shockingly quite a few years. I think my shot put record is now 24 years old, which is I have a friend that's in our industry and she has the record for the fastest goal scored in NCAA history. That's for soccer, awesome. Right. That's it's awesome. just like, wow. Like these, yeah. these things that our friends have and that you never yeah. knew about each other. It'll okay. get broken. It'll be a sad day when it gets I broken, know. but records are meant yeah. to be broken. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's so true. Okay. So, um, you know, there's uh, there's people who are going to probably listen to this podcast and be like, you know, that sounds like a good idea. You know, maybe I'll start writing and lecturing um, and sell my practice. So is that something that just like happens overnight and then you can like support your family with that type of money? Uh, or is that something that, you know, is a long time in coming? I know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, just like sports vision, you know, people ask me, you know, how do I start a sports vision practice? I want to, you know, work with these famous athletes. I want to do this and I want to do it right away. And, you know, I wish I could say it happens overnight and it's, it's, but it comes with a lot of grit and passion. You know, I think you, it's something you have to really want to do and really understand what you're getting into. And, you know, 10 years ago, I was speaking for a contact lens company. I had a six week old baby and I thought this sounds awesome. You know, I, I love going to dinners and I want to be a speaker. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it. It was absolutely the worst time for me to try and do this. <laughs> so, you know, flying with, you know, a, you know, I had an infinite home and I was, I thought that speaking would be super glamorous. Um, it was not. So I think if you're getting into it for the right reasons that it's for me, I love networking. I love meeting new people. I love meeting doctors and I love helping. If I can walk out of a lecture or a presentation and know that I've seen that light bulb go off on somebody and they're like, oh, I'm going to use that. And I know that tomorrow they'll go back to their practice and maybe they'll talk to their patients differently about a contact lens, about sports vision, about you know, sports safety. I'm super passionate about sports safety. If I can make that connection with one person and they go back tomorrow and bring that to their office, to me, that's why I do it. And I love, I love seeing that. And it's harder virtually, you know, you don't see that like smile and, you know, but it is, it's, it's. To me, that's why I love doing it. And I love people coming up to me saying, Dr. Stewart, I read your article about communication on iThrive. And you talked about 
how to how you pause before you walk in the exam room to collect yourself and be present with the patient. And I did that and it was amazing and it helped. Or, you know, I I I've been inspired by you to start a sports vision practice. And while I can't make that huge investment that you made, I've been asking my patients about their sports and hobbies and getting them in the proper protective eyewear. And to me, that's that's why I do it. And to have people you know, who are excited about optometry, but maybe feeling a little stuck and maybe need a little push to do something. So I think if you really feel that way, it's great to do. And I'm an extrovert by nature. So it's super fun for me to be out in a crowd. My, I, I feel energized. I love being on stage. I love being in front of people, which took a long time to develop. <laughs> so, yeah. so don't be scared. If you're scared, of speaking in front of a group, it is something that comes with time and it, it, it gets easier. So don't yeah. let that scare you. We're all scared. Yeah. We're all scared of it. But yeah, some of some of the best clinicians are petrified of yeah. public speaking. And you know, you said you got to be doing it for the right reasons. And you know, when you do something different or or uh, innovative, I think you know it starts off with if you think that the information you have to share is meaningful start by going out to dinner with two colleagues and share with them and find out, yeah, no, that is really interesting what you're doing there in your practice. And that's, that's different. Right. And then how do you communicate that to somebody? And then with time, you end up communicating that to multiple people, multiple people, you get an opportunity on a, a local stage to, to present to 15 or 20 doctors and it's different and it's unique. But the reason you do it has to be, you know, special. And I think just like you, for for me, when I go out and do speaking, my thoughts are, I love sharing about myopia management, dry eye and specialty contact lenses. And if I can stay in my practice and fit, you know, five patients in a scleral lens, but I can go out and I can talk to 50 doctors and they all go out and fit one person, you know, it's a tenfold increase. And that just makes me super excited. It also fits in with my why, which I've shared on our podcast, is to enrich people's lives so they can succeed to their greatest potential, whether that's the patient in my chair or the doctor who is listening. And that makes a, a key component of that. And one of the things that my mentors taught me, and I, I know exactly that you did the same thing, is the answer no doesn't enter in when you're asked to do something, no. right? People think that people in the optometry speaking circuit make tons of money. The reality is you lose money. Yeah. You, the vast majority of the time staying in your practice would be far more profitable for you. The people that are up on the stage at the AOA or the Academy or vision expos, the compensation for those is, is okay, right. but staying in your practice probably would have been more profitable. Now, over time, you may be able to become more of a prominent speaker. Somebody might ask you to do a promotional dinner or something like that, and that may make a little bit more money, but still, it, every, every time you leave your house, it comes at a cost, as, as, as you know, right? With, with a brand new baby, you knew that. comes to a cost to your family, comes at a cost to your practice as well. And I think there's this perception around some of those things when you're first starting off, but eventually it gets to a point where you're busy enough doing it and you can have opportunities to, to write. Oh, and then the other thing is writing, right? Yeah. 
I think I heard one one time that if you you know write an article for the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or something like that, you get paid three dollars a word or something like that, right? So that's probably what you get paid by these optometry journals. Is that you know? No, probably not right. I haven't thought of it. <laughs> I haven't thought of it by word. I, but so I, let I love, me tell I'm you, a, it's about a quarter so, or ten cents per word. I'm a super paid. fast writer, so I'm a. So here's my other fun fact: I'm a speed reader, so I'm a true speed reader, and really? I'm a speed, yeah, so I'm a true speed reader, and I'm a speed writer. So my husband always jokes with me that like, if you give me a cup of coffee in 15 minutes, I can write you a 1500 word article. So. Uh-huh. I have my zone. So I, I, I like, I have a certain time of day that I write, I, you know, have to be here at my desk, but, um, especially like I'll get a, an idea for, an, you know, I'm doing something. I'm like, oh, I have to go write. So I like sit down and I just, I write and I'm done. I send it and I don't reread it. So I've got my kind of my way that I do it. And I and enjoy- I'm sure that's how it started, right? That's yeah, exactly yeah. how it started. Day one, you were just like that just like that. No, so no. It, it, my it husband will say years. like, it takes me to, he's like, I'll, it'll, I'll agonize over an email for two hours. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, and I reread it. I reread it a little bit, just to make sure that there's no errors, but Rangle, I don't change. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't change the, you know, it's a one shot kind of thing. Just, yeah. So it's fun. And, um, Yes, I enjoy. I don't write fiction, so I, I, you know, I'm not a fiction writer, but I love, uh, I love writing about everything optometry. Yeah, yeah. I would have never thought when I was in high school that I would do anything in the liberal arts, yeah. right? With with <laughs> regards to writing or public speaking. Yeah. Last person to think that, and I hate writing, but when it came down to sharing the things yeah. that are happening in my practice or something, it, it becomes easy. Easier. And it took me forever when I first started, but I think like you, I actually have uh, for years. I had my takeoff and my landing was when I would write some of the best things that I could write. And, and, and I had these times that would really work for me. If I was, if I was traveling, I was always writing because I was away from my family. So I might as well be working. So I think we find those sort of things when, when we're in the consulting world, but it's not easy work. What does the next three years look like for you? What do you want to push into and press into? So I, you know, I think for the first time, I've always been somebody with a one, three and five year plan. And I think for now, actually, this is the first time I don't have a set plan, really spending time with my kids. You know, they, I feel like they grew up overnight. They're six and nine. And I think the two years of COVID where they didn't have a lot going on in school or, you know, we couldn't go into their school. There wasn't a lot of sports. Now there's been this huge explosion where, I felt like every day the school was asking for, you know, everyone that's listening that has elementary school kids, you know, the last two weeks of school, they want you there for something every day. So really, you know, over the next three years, my goal is to be able to do all of those, to go on a field trip, you know, to come in and and do a craft to, um, you know, to help out with field day and to just be present and be there and be with my kids on the days that I'm maybe not traveling, but be able to have that opportunity to say, you know, no, I can't do, I can't go to wherever that week because field days that week. And to really kind of build my life around, build my professional life around what, what is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love, I love speaking and I, you know, I've had some great meetings over the last couple of weeks with some, some new companies to work with 
and, and to really help them get their messages out. You know, the, the companies that I'm passionate about, I, I think I've been fortunate to work with some really great companies in my practice. And those are the ones that I feel I want to get the message out. I want to introduce people to the things that I've loved to use and to really get the word out on some of the things that have made me successful. And, and also my, my all-time favorite thing is pairing people up and introducing professional colleagues together. So, you know, I just did that today. I just sent an email to connect two people that I think would have a great opportunity to work together. So I like doing that and really being out there and, and meeting people, but figuring out how I connect people to make them better, to grow the industry and to really just make us all better. And, yeah. and, and I've been, you know, and through organizations too, I'm part of the Optometric Women's Association, which is an unbelievable association yeah. of women in the optical I'm not, industry. I'm not yeah, part you're of that not, I know, no. I know. I am. I'm lucky. So, <laughs> uh, so really develop. It's it's really been wonderful for me. It's it's an organization that's all women in the optical industry from every type of role, not just optometry. So it's refreshing, and they, we spend a lot of time on leadership development, personal growth, yeah. um, networking, and 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 really learning a bit about each other. And I've learned a lot about the, the optical industry as a whole. So I look forward to getting more involved with that and, and really helping bring their message to people, but also help myself learn to be a better leader. Yeah, that's awesome. Where, where can people learn more about you and what you're doing? So my website is OD Perspectives. That's my consulting company. So OD Perspectives is my conglomeration of all of the work I've done. We decided, my husband and I, um, he designed the website for me to put everything in one place and to really have a place that I can, you know, share the work I've been doing. Um, you know, I have a blog there. So this will be posted on there. Um, I am on LinkedIn. So I love connecting with people. I think that's how we probably originally met was LinkedIn. Probably. So yeah. Probably. Um, I'm on Instagram. So I'm looking, I have to look up my name. I always forget. Um, so it's jennifer.stewart.od on Instagram. Um, so I love meeting people virtually and it was awesome to connect with people in person at Vision Expo, all these people that, you know, I met through LinkedIn and, and social media. It was fun to get together in person, but that's where you can find me. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm kind of out there a lot speaking. So <laughs> yes, you <laughs> never are. know where you're going to catch me on, the, on a webinar or in person. I'll be, you know, probably at all the big events, uh, Vision Expo, uh, et cetera. So I'm hopefully awesome. I'll run into lots of people there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been an honor to have you on the OI show. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the OI show. Make sure to like, and subscribe and stay tuned for other phenomenal episodes with guests like Dr. Jennifer Stewart. 